1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today, we are talking about LinkedIn marketing, sales, how you can get results on LinkedIn. That's why I decided to invite an awesome guest and expert in this niche, Chuck Hester. Welcome to our show.
0: Thanks, Anasali. I appreciate coming
1: on. Cool, cool. You know, I I found your uh, profile on LinkedIn, I uh, learned a lot about you, uh, about your content, and. Tell me uh, why you decided to jump with LinkedIn, not Twitter, not Facebook, uh, perhaps Instagram. Why LinkedIn?
0: I've actually been on LinkedIn for close to 16 years uh, and one of my, my largest corporate accounts and, and actual jobs I got through LinkedIn, that's kind of how I started. I was the first director of communications for iContact, the email marketing software company. And they actually recruited me through linkedin that was back in golly 2004 or 5 time frame and so uh and and at the time it was such an unusual platform not not really well adapted yet uh that i was written up in the new york times as uh, someone getting my job through linkedin along with somebody else so uh, that's kind of how that that it, the career if you will on linkedin started uh i'm a b2b marketer and have been for close to 40 plus years so Uh, LinkedIn is the B2B marketing platform, sales platform. There's no doubt about that. So that's a, a large part of why I got started. And then folks found out that I was using LinkedIn effectively and came to me and said, you know, how do I do this? Can you teach me? Uh, so I worked with, you know, brand from HR firms to sales organizations to individuals. And actually individuals came to me and said, can you do one-on-one training? And that's how that started. So um, I've been doing LinkedIn training for close to uh, 12, 14 years, something like that. And using it as a content marketing platform as well. I'm a content marketer. I was one of the first ones that had LinkedIn publishing capabilities. And that was five, six years ago. And so I've continued to, uh, to develop that. And I get a good percentage of my business referral business is, is what I live on. And so it's LinkedIn and an organization called Lunch Club and, you know, one-on-one referrals. Those are the three areas that I get probably 90% of my clients come from, from those three platforms. So that's, that's where it started.
1: Yeah, well, uh, When I jumped with LinkedIn in 2020, it was uh, on January, and uh, you know uh, I tried to find the platform where I can get attention because uh, we decided to extend our business to English-speaking countries, and uh, uh, I felt Facebook is overwhelmed and overpriced today. Uh, Twitter, um, yeah, perhaps uh, I can jump with Twitter as well, but. Uh, um, I search more uh, to find platform where we have a massive audience and high engagement. And yeah, on LinkedIn, you can get it uh, if you post valuable content, if you share value, if you help and support your audience, you can get results. Yeah, that's why (laughs) I'm here on LinkedIn as well. And um, Okay, cool. We can divide our uh, live stream uh, into two parts in the first part uh, you share your presentations yeah to and uh, guys if you have questions please submit in the comments. we will reply uh, to all your questions and we will lead you in the right direction. okay you can share your screen.
0: That sounds good. I'm gonna I'm gonna set this up and be able to uh, to get to my presentation so give me one second I will definitely do that. Uh, mm-hmm. So so we can move forward with this, uh, absolutely. So let me see, make sure that you're able to see what I'm seeing, and you should be seeing my presentation now, is that right? No, no, I don't see your screen. Okay, on. hang on, hang on, up? Oh, there we go. There it is. We were there. Okay, you should uh, be seeing. I don't see it. Okay, hang on. Make sure that I'm I'm getting the same stuff that you are. and I apologize for that. Oh, there we ah, that's we, were, we were there. So uh no, 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 no. Uh we have some uh the
1: button share, you know, uh, in the yeah. bottom.
0: Okay, there we go. Oh, How is that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can see it.
0: Yeah. Okay, fair enough. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do it this way because it's easier and people can see it easier that way uh to be able to look at it. But uh, one of the things I want to talk about is just some background on LinkedIn and what it is. Uh, we are at 700 million plus users, and most of them, 40% of them are active on a daily basis. As I mentioned earlier, it was founded in 2003. It's one of the oldest social networks that we work in. Uh, two and a half million user groups right now. Uh, the American expression is uh, redheaded stepchild. Groups are being not being paid attention to by LinkedIn, but we believe that Uh, they will be coming back up because there's two and a half million of them. And so that's important. And job seekers and recruiters, yes, there are are on LinkedIn, but it's also the home to sales, customer service, marketing, and C executives. And that's that's a big aspect of of where we are. The interesting part about LinkedIn is... You're in control of the information on LinkedIn. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I do with my clients when I'm you in one on one executive training is teach them how to actually download all of the data that they've ever put on LinkedIn into an archive, and LinkedIn will send that to you and, and be able to work it out. And we're going to talk specifically, as a matter of fact, that was my post this morning about the LinkedIn profile and a foundation to what you do on your platform, because it can be SEO optimized to attract more customers which is incredibly important. So LinkedIn is a business platform, and I think that needs to be emphasized. Sometimes those lines blur with new memes or pictures or, you know, hey, here's it's snowed in Houston, and I'm going to show you that type of stuff. But that's really not what the platform is all about. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the profile and where we go with that, and then also talk about uh, the sales aspect of LinkedIn and the business development aspect of it. So This is what I was talking about when it regards to SEO keywords. So there are SEO keywords within your platform that the LinkedIn internal algorithm actually looks for. And those keywords are in four areas on your profile. That's your headline, your summary, your skills and endorsements, and your experience. And if you look at this, for instance, uh, within this, your profile is actually here. And if you notice with Kathy Day, uh, the profile is PR counselor, writer for best version media so forth and so on. But the most important aspect of that is making sure that those keywords used are used within these areas that we're going to talk about and not to go too deep into this, but when I work with my clients, I ask them to put together an SEO keyword list of and this makes you know normal sense for SEO of keywords that your your potential customers, your clients would be searching for you on LinkedIn. And so if you look at this one, and for instance, this is Alex Greenwood, he's using public relations, crisis communications, consultant, writer, all keywords that somebody may be searching for him on LinkedIn. Uh, The second section is the summary. And the summary uh, has a situation where what is known as the above the fold rule within LinkedIn, that means that the first three lines of something are going to be shown unless you hit see more. So the summary really is all about, how do you get somebody interested in learning more about you and then being able to hit that see more button, if you will. And, once, and if you look at this, once you have, and I know it's a little, little low, but uh, as far as the font goes, but once you have this, then you can tell your whole story and it's hard to see, but what the bottom line on that is specialties and what he's got and the information there is a list of SEO keywords. And that's that is a technique that I use with my clients to help them build their algorithm uh, reaction and the SEO as far as that goes. So um, the seg- the other section here is skills and endorsements. Now, remembering that for the longest time, skills and endorsements were basically Facebook likes. And until yeah, I could go into your 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 LinkedIn profile, I could endorse you for you know, three or four different things, SEO, whatever it may be, really doesn't mean anything per se. But because it's part of the, the LinkedIn algorithm, they count that information. And, and also we have an above the fold rule there as well. So if you look at skills and endorsements here, you notice that for mine, there's three public speaking, LinkedIn and integrated marketing until I were to hit the show more button. And then interesting part about this is that I actually have control over which three are going to be the most important doesn't matter that for instance integrated marketing is only 64 where the other ones may be 99 it's not numerical it's what you want to emphasize and these are actually what we call thumbtack meaning that they're they are basically uh, set up so they are at the top of the page and being able to use that so it's important to be able to understand from skills and endorsements and i'll talk a little bit later about how to basically use skills and endorsements in such a way and get skills and endorsements as well. Now the experience section is another area that I look at with my clients and being able to decide, okay, what are we going to basically say? Now the most important aspect of this is a paragraph about the company that you work for and a paragraph about what you do for the company. That's kind of the bottom line. But if you notice as well, you want to make sure as you, you, you add, seo keywords into that that information for those two paragraphs similar to what you would do if you were writing a blog post or a linkedin uh, uh tip as far as that goes so uh so a couple of tips real quick i'm very big on this use your picture no selfies no pets no parties The parties part is when i'm talking to college students quite frankly and they think it's really cool to be able to have a you know a picture of party and, and people that are looking at make the picture professional linkedins about business as usual and then consider the above the fold rule when writing your summary and in the skills and endorsement sections now i will show you this and, and normally it would be a slide that would go back and forth but believe this or not these are all linkedin profile pictures and if you notice up in the left hand corner here this is uh, one of my contacts he's actually giving a speech uh, that's great but i have no clue who these other people on it really doesn't make sense Here's your obligatory on the left-hand side, your obligatory wife and kids picture. Uh, This is what we call on the right-hand side, upper corner, is what is known as basically the ghost. Because if you do not include picture, that's what LinkedIn will put up for you. And then this one on the bottom right-hand side is, you know, and it happens for both males and females. You think you look really great in a picture, but you don't want to include the guy on the left and the guy on the right, so you crop them out, but you don't crop them out totally, so you see shoulders. So it's back basically bottom line. And then, and it's only believe this or not, the middle one is actually a LinkedIn profile picture. I'm not sure what he's selling. It maybe sandals or maybe you know, hair <laughs> removal, whatever. But um, yeah, this this is actual a photo that, that I found uh, on a LinkedIn profile, which is is crazy that 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 could possibly be that case. So yeah <laughs> um, some of the things that we want to talk about in regards to expanding your network your networks incredibly important I know you have a very very uh, good network I do as well mine's at 22,000 I do that mainly because and you know, I teach it and i and people uh, I want to make sure I can help them as well I'm a paid-forward advocate uh, but using the LinkedIn search to find potential clients and referral partners You look at at profiles and find commonalities. You send an invitation. We'll talk about that being personal. Join the groups. They are still active, so you should be joining some groups with potential connections. And I always say, go find your customers on LinkedIn. If they're in a certain group and you can find those at the bottom of their profile, then join the group and start having conversations that way. Nice thing about groups is if you're a member of a group and, a, and I'm a member of a group, I could message you directly without being connected directly. So it's nice to be able to do that. And then one of my pet peeves, and we'll get into this, is follow up once an invitation is accepted. I get invitations on a regular basis, sometimes with good notes, and I will accept that invitation. Then I never hear from that person again. And mm-hmm. you know, it, it's really important to be able to follow up and start a conversation. That's kind of the bottom line. And we will get into that uh, as far as that goes as well. Uh,
1: can we we enlarge the screen, you know, uh, because some uh, people uh, wrote that it's better to increase, you know. uh,
0: Okay, can you see it now? Is that better? Okay, yeah, good. Sorry, sorry about that. So, we'll go through this as as far as that goes. So, uh, definitely do that. Um, Then, when the LinkedIn search, a couple things that you need to look at. This is the search bar on LinkedIn. um, And we talked about this earlier, pre show, Anatoly, that. Uh, If you have navigator search is so much better. Uh, If you are a premium customer, I would suggest you spend the extra $20 a month and get navigator, especially if you're a sales or business development person. But when you go into search, there's several areas that you can go into, uh, people, jobs, content. And if you see here, there is a more section as well. Sorry, let me back up a second. Uh, There's a more section where you can also look at other information that you're looking for. But as again, as I mentioned, you know, these areas are somewhat limited in what you can find, and sometimes it's difficult to be able to do that. So uh, that's another part that you need to understand. Okay, within the invitation process, and the reason I bring this up is because salespeople on a regular basis are blowing this, is the best way to describe it. They aren't doing this well. And, and that's kind of the bottom line. Now, this is an a old American comic named The Unknown Comic, and that's what a generic invitation feels like. If somebody comes in and says, I'd like you to be a part of my LinkedIn network, accept this invitation, I have no clue why. Uh, Unless you tell me exactly who you are, what you do, why you want to connect, um, I probably will not accept that generic invitation. As a matter of fact, 90% of the time, I do not accept generic invitations. The other side of that is, you know, if you have a next door neighbor and he knocks on your door and he says, hey, I'm selling life insurance. I just moved in. Would you like to buy some? That's basically what it feels like when somebody sends you a LinkedIn invitation, immediately pitches you, and expects you to buy their services. So that's kind of the bottom line. That's not what you want to do as far as that goes. So never send out generic invitations. Always personalize your invitation based on commonalities. Uh, Ask what you can do for that connection. And don't go into the relationship expecting something. Change that value proposition. When I send out LinkedIn invitation, I always personalize them. But I also end the, the, the invitation with, how can I be of service to you? Now, a lot of people have a tendency to say, what are you selling? I am not selling. I'm actually trying to build relationships. And we'll talk specifically about that in a few minutes as well. And then you can connect directly with fellow group members without an email address. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, so that could be important. So here's the LinkedIn invitation area that you see, this is an older slide, but you can actually click here on manage all. You can see any invitations that you've got, ignore, accept them, or if you see here, you can actually message them. So when you message somebody, um, this is a message that I send out on a regular basis, which basically says, I don't accept generic invitations. Let me know why you want to connect and how I can be of service from you, to you, And then if I hear back from you, I'll be glad to connect directly. Now, if you notice what I did is once I hear back, then I will be glad to connect. It's basically waiting for them to respond. If they're not responding, they're most likely one of those LinkedIn bots that are just sending out mass uh, invitations and hoping for the best. So, and by the way, don't be that LinkedIn bot. Um, So with LinkedIn groups, uh, a really interesting area that you can use for search. And again, I would recommend that you look for where your customers are or for where the areas that you happen to be selling into, you know, if you're in aircraft manufacturing, you know, join aircraft manufacturing groups, you know, if you're selling into biomedical, look for the biomedical groups. Those are the type of things that you want to pay attention to. If you're you're, uh, marketing directly to solopreneurs or entrepreneurs, agencies, speakers, whatever it may be, uh, find those groups. And you can find those groups rather quickly. On LinkedIn and as I mentioned now this is the generic LinkedIn group I just clicked on groups and if you notice older slide but 1.9 million groups that are listed here so there are a lot of groups out there I always challenge my customers if they're in a certain uh, sector whether or not they can find groups within that particular sector my favorite one is there was a pet insurance company I was working for and we were able to find pet owner groups and veterinarians and all kinds of different information there Okay. So one of the things we'll talk about more specifically but as I mentioned before the show I'm a content marketer. So I've been I'm a journalist by training, I've been doing marketing forever, I'm a content marketer. So a really important for LinkedIn is the fact that they have said we are a content marketing platform and this is what it looked like. It is the best B2B content marketing platform in social media, Facebook may claim that it is or Twitter, even Instagram. Now, depending on the type of uh, product that you're selling, those two might be important to you, but LinkedIn for B2B is that place. And as an organization, as I said earlier, LinkedIn has made content marketing a centerpiece of their strategies for B2B engagement, including their marketing solutions, which quite frankly is one place that I always look to see what they're promoting on their paid applications and services that they have available because that's what they're going to emphasize on the organic side as well. And then LinkedIn is always emphasizing the use of video and visuals to boost the engagement. And that now includes LinkedIn Live, which we're on right now, as well as my podcast, which I do on Wednesdays on LinkedIn Live. Um, So here are the channels that we'll talk about, status update, polls, articles, video, and LinkedIn Live. Uh, and this is what it looks like. So here's a status update, uh, a general idea. Uh, I am the co-founder of Pay It Forward Tuesday's initiative, which is basically that we have six different um, consultants who actually provide 30 minutes of consulting to a charity or to an up-and-coming entrepreneur. This is a a good example of what we talk about with there. And if you notice, and and most of the people know this, but if you do an ad sign before somebody's name, then it will show up as a link. And if you were to click on that link, it would go directly to their profile. Interesting point there. If you notice, I just said, and goes directly to their profile. So status updates and content is usually connected directly. If I were to click on Bob Shear's information, i go directly to his profile. So that's an important aspect of it. Mm -hmm. this is an area, by the way, that I think is underutilized. And quite frankly, I always hesitate to say, I want to talk more about this. This is LinkedIn Pulse. Instead of doing just a basic status update where you say, you know, I do LinkedIn training and what do you wanna learn? I have a sense, I will do polls like this. This is one of my favorite polls I did about a month or two ago. If you're a CEO of LinkedIn, how would you change it or improve it? Now, if you notice the answers to the questions uh, are all questions that I can answer with my services is the best way to describe that. 83 votes came out of that, uh, had close to, I believe, Three thousand views on that, forty-seven comments, twenty-one likes, and 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 what I look for in the polls once I get that information back is not just first level people, but second level connections who may have answered this poll, and I will then reach out for them for business development. Now, articles have been around forever, uh, you know, forever for LinkedIn's five years approximately, and I've got fifty plus articles on LinkedIn. They are not doing as well as basic status updates in LinkedIn Live and other content marketing areas, but they're still important. And one of the ways that you can use articles is to write a long form article, meaning five to six paragraphs, similar to a blog post, and then use it within status updates to be able, sorry, I'm gonna go back here, to be able to say, you know, I've got it I just wrote an article on three things you should do on LinkedIn before 2021. I'm going to give you that information. And then basically you do three different status updates mentioning each one of those points that you have in the article and continuing to point back to that article. That's an easy way for you to continue to grab traffic as that goes. Now videos, um, and we are on video now. Uh, The upper left-hand corner is my podcast. uh, And I do that on, like I said, on Wednesdays at at, uh, noon central time. And it's it's on LinkedIn Live. It's also repeated on my YouTube channel. But the other part of this on the right-hand corner here That, believe it or not, is my LinkedIn profile video. And I recommend that somebody do this. If you were to go to my LinkedIn profile right now and scroll down to featured, you would see this. And it is basically a video introduction to my profile and who I am. It's a nice way to be able to engage. And we talked analytics earlier today, Anatoly. My analytics on this particular video is better than any of my podcasts. Uh, episodes, so it's interesting to see that people are in fact paying attention to that. And then, as we mentioned earlier, LinkedIn Live is um, <clears throat> it's, it's coming forward, and a lot more people are doing it. Uh, LinkedIn Live is a invitation process, and it's very uh, application process. Sorry, and and somewhat difficult. It took me eighteen months and three applications to actually get LinkedIn Live, and that was earlier this year or last. Excuse me, late late last year. But um, it is a good way to uh, get involved with uh, with folks and be able to interact with them. Uh, LinkedIn is, is requiring uh, direct opposite from videos that videos normally need to be nine minutes or less. LinkedIn Live needs to be 30 minutes or more. So there are, they, I don't know how you felt about this, Anatoly, but there was a manual, as far as I was concerned, of things you could, could not do on LinkedIn Live. So still a good platform, and I, I'm still enjoying it. Okay, so I wanna talk about three ways to incorporate LinkedIn into your marketing strategies, and then we'll stop sharing and we'll get into specifics and questions from the audience as well. So to create and maintain a LinkedIn company page, develop solid content on LinkedIn that appeals to your target customers, positions them as industry thought leaders, highlights new initiatives and company culture, and assure client staff members are using LinkedIn in a way that is consistent with branding. When I work with companies, I will walk through individual profiles as well or do a one on one seminar with the whole group and say you need to be consistent in these different areas. So it's important to be able to look at that. So this is uh, uh, Berardi Immigration Law, one of my clients. Uh, they are doing so well that uh, they created their own company page. I taught them how to be. So basically be able to move through that. So their content is now including uh, video from their staff members and it's an easy way to be able to do that it's a nice way to have that conversation uh, and they are making sure that this this person, for instance is liking that information and then sharing out his personal profile as well uh, so we go that <clears throat> now finally I want to go through how you grow your LinkedIn network uh, connect with the customers with your colleagues business owners entrepreneurs to build and strengthen your network Find other business owners who have been successful who can offer advice. It's fascinating to me. Some people say, well, you know, it's totally so well known. I couldn't possibly contact him directly and ask him questions. Direct opposite. You know, if you're a good pay it forward person, there's usually time where you can at least answer a question or 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 connect with them directly. So uh, the only answer you're going to get if you don't ask the question is no, uh, you need to ask that question And then share connections and learn from each other. It's a fascinating, uh, a gentleman named Robert Seeger is a, you know, a client of mine who's now teaching me some things, but on a regular basis, usually I think every day, if not every other day, he's posting a information about a particular connection and asking folks to connect with them directly because this is a really good connection. You should be involved in. It strengthens his network, it strengthens his connections network, and it works very, very well. And then share your connections content to build relationships. That's the other part on the sales side is if you are going after a particular customer or client, watch for their content, like, comment, and share it. Because they get notifications on exactly, you know, who's commenting on it, who's sharing it, who's liking it. And so, you know, it gets your name in front of them more often. Okay. So the process is going through LinkedIn search and groups to find the connections you're looking for, send an invitation that is personalized and mentions commonalities. And then once accepted, offer to set up an introductory call to deepen the connection. Now we are living in the, the, uh, what I call the new reality, not the new normal. And basically everybody who's selling 90% of them are doing it through Zoom or doing it through phone calls. This is an excellent opportunity to build that connection. But I caution into the build, uh, sorry, the know, like, and trust aspect, which means I need to know you, I need to like you, and I need to trust you for I'll do business with you, meaning that you need to take some time to get to know the person and to build a relationship, develop that relationship, and learn about more about them before you even decide you're going to push them into, into a potential sale or a sales call. And then follow up the call with a networking brief email. And I'll show you real quick and I'll stop sharing and we can take some questions here. So this is how I started. So uh, happy Friday. I noticed you follow me on Twitter. I thought I'd reach out. I look forward to learning more about you. This was my actual LinkedIn connection request for them. And then once I've connected with somebody, let's take it a step further. Here's a link to my calendar. Pick a time and we can make it happen no agenda whatsoever, not a single word about my services, who I am and what I sell uh, at all at this point in time. Then once I have that actual 15 minute conversation, and I'd say probably 50 to 75% of the people will accept that, uh, then I send them out what is known as a, a networking brief email. It talks about who I am, what I do, how, how my referral system works, and how you know they can potentially help me on my referral. During that call, I also do the same thing, which is please send me this to to me as well so that I can refer you into my network uh, once I get to know you better as well. So with that, we'll stop sharing. And I'm going to move out of this and move back to where I can see you. There we go. Okay.
1: Okay, cool. Cool. Thanks for that. Yeah, Nice presentation. And yeah, I have a bunch of questions and um, I see only one in the chat. Please guys, uh, submit your questions, ask anything about LinkedIn. And he uh, um, told me that you're uh, a content marketer first, you no, know, uh, me too, right. you no, know, I, I like to post a lot. and. Uh, Uh, I often get the question, what kind of posts you need to uh, provide on LinkedIn? uh, Now, for example, where to get attention, engagement, likes, comments, views, uh, because it's not the same with uh, Instagram, for example. I don't know. On Instagram, uh, you can uh, post uh, some naked photos something like this. And uh, I mean, like, not naked uh, from the beach, you know, and um, it provides a great results. On LinkedIn, it's not the same. Even uh, LinkedIn can decrease engagement for such posts. And um, any advice what type of posts uh, to provide on LinkedIn to get this attention?
0: Um. It really is all about engagement. I mean, content marketing in general, as you know, is all about engagement, and it's all about engaging your your clients uh, and and your your audience. And a LinkedIn LinkedIn post, for instance, is a really good example. Ask a question, ask what they are, you know, or start with a topic and say, you know, I'm seeing X, Y, and Z. For instance, I did one recently, which was, you know. I like to do those 15-minute video introduction phone calls. How do you feel about them? Do you like them? Do you hate them? What do you do with them? And I and the poll, right, quite frankly, and I think it's it's got a day or two left, is basically almost a 50-50 situation going on right now where people are saying, yeah, I do them if I have to. I don't like to do them. No, I hate them because they're sales calls. And then the middle side, which is uh, you know, basically, yes, I, I embrace them and I'm trying to do them as I can. So it's all about engagement. The other aspect of this, and you know we'll, we'll pull back to a more a 50,000 foot view, if you will, I'm all about content marketing, content repurposing, meaning that write once and, and then adapt to the different channels as you need to do it. Um, so I will start with uh, uh, oftentimes start with a longer five or six paragraph article as I mentioned, and then repurpose that into smaller status updates and what we go. The other thing that I do with this in content marketing, it's, it's interesting to see most people aren't thinking about this, but watch your customers or your potential clients and what they're posting about and, and make sure that, you know, if you can answer that information or add to it, share their information and say, that's a great point, but here's my take on it or, you know, whatever. So it's all about engagement and a dialogue as opposed to a monologue, a one-way street.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We have the question from uh, Maxim Mazur, Uh, what do you think about paid? Ads on LinkedIn. Oh, you know, yeah, it's a good question, you know, because uh, I I had a client and he told me uh, I don't know, pay per click doesn't work on LinkedIn. Uh, I spent for 400 dollars, I didn't get any leads, sales. What's going on? (laughs) You know, I I asked him how he customized the campaign. He told me just uh, myself, without any experience, without testing. You know, some generic marketing message. You know, yeah. uh, Any thoughts about this?
0: Yeah. LinkedIn advertising is a double-edged sword. And here's what I mean by that. LinkedIn advertising is one of the best when it comes to demographics and being able to be targeted, targeted marketing. Um, so basically what it looks like is, and the other, but the other aspect of it, unless you have a decent budget, meaning, I mean, I'm a, we're talking between three to five to $10,000 a month to be able to be on LinkedIn, it's not effective as far as I'm concerned. I have a colleague who's in my network who I use occasionally, who only does LinkedIn advertising and and he will not accept a client who's not willing to spend $10,000 a month on LinkedIn advertising because $400 a month or $400 going and making the shot is not going to, to have that engagement. Now granted, I'm biased in regards to LinkedIn organic but I believe spending that money on LinkedIn organic efforts, uh, is, it pays off so much better as far as that goes. So LinkedIn advertising, yes, it's good. Uh, it can be very expensive. The only one within that LinkedIn advertising umbrella, if you will, that I have a tendency to like is what is known as a, as a sponsored in-mail, meaning that you know you can actually target certain people with messages. Some of those work fairly well. Uh, but you know LinkedIn advertising pay-per-click, it's, it's an expensive pay-per-click there's no doubt about that
1: yeah I agree. it costs a lot more than uh, on google or facebook but the audience is much better uh yeah <laughs> i know and it's better to cooperate with experts who know uh how to customize this marketing message because if you provide only generic uh, stuff, I think you, you fail, you know, you can't get results. Right. It's better to have some budget with testing, you know, because without testing, you don't know what's going on, how to uh, analyze it. And yeah, $400, it's not a lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Leona ask how do you add an introduction video on LinkedIn?
0: Easiest way to do that is, uh, you know, go to whatever you use to create video. Uh, create about a usually 50 to 60 second video. Uh, Then you go to your LinkedIn profile and within the featured section, you have the ability to upload a multimedia. And so you upload the multimedia there uh, and then uh, it it becomes a LinkedIn introduction video for you. Where you put it is most of the time, the best way to put it is in the featured section, uh, which you have the capability of adding up to three different things that you can feature, whether it be an article or a blog post or a video. And, you know, I highly recommend video use throughout LinkedIn uh, because it is it is engaging. You may not see as many views as you would see in articles but, or status updates, but it, it is engaged. And I know this because I see the analytics on the back end on that. So long story short on that, uh, go to your LinkedIn profile, go to your featured section. Uh, once you've created that video, upload the video, and then uh, then you can add it to your featured section.
1: Yeah. And by the way, guys, if you want to uh, uh, jump with uh, LinkedIn videos, uh, I usually do it. You know, uh, I create a lot of video content. Uh, sometimes it's not related to digital marketing because I want to get engagement. It helps me to get more uh, followers, attention. Yeah, it creates brand awareness. And, you know, uh, don't limit yourself with uh, some standards. Um, for example, I... Um, I never, uh, you know, listen to some people who told you need to post only such format because people uh, only watch (laughs) these videos. It's not true. You know, it's better to test a lot and find what works for you because uh, nobody knows what works. And when I read some articles or guides that you need um, uh, to provide these tips, the secrets. uh, No way. You can test them out and if you can't get results, uh, analyze another. Directions, you know, uh, direction. Yep. And for example, on LinkedIn, you know, I I mix a lot, uh, test a lot, and uh, I can post uh, uh, five, ten times a day. (laughs) And you know, yeah. Sometimes I get a hundred views. Sometimes I get uh, over a ten thousand views. And yeah, it depends. No, yeah, it's better to test. And you told me about articles. You know, Uh, for example, I submitted only. I don't know, like seven articles and i didn't get engagement there what do you think about articles uh, why it, it doesn't work like generic posts
0: yeah articles these days are not paid as much attention to and you know i i wish they were quite frankly because i'm a long form content writer uh, i really enjoy doing doing long form content five six paragraphs or, or more Um, But, and I understand, you know, a lot of it has to do with attention span, if you will. Uh, Are you willing to read a five to six paragraph blog post, basically, which is what a LinkedIn article is, or do you want a quick status update? Here's what it looks like. Uh, And so what I have, like I said, what I have a tendency to do is write the article, then, you know, cut it into pieces, meaning that, you know, I'll share some of the information on one post, I'll go into, you know, other information on two or three other posts in regards to that. So I'm building engagement as far as that goes. Uh, and a side note on that, by the way, if you are in fact promoting a blog post that's on your website, uh, do not put it into the status update, but put it into the first comments because LinkedIn sees that as if you have a, a, a website post within your status update, they see that as somebody clicking on that, leaving LinkedIn uh, and they're not happy about that. So they will pen, they penalize you for doing that, and they will they will move your content down in the algorithm, as far as that goes. So my my method is basically uh, you know link to the article in the first comments is how I put it, and then I put the link to the article in the first comment, uh, and it works well. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I use it as well. Oh, what kind of sounds here? I don't know, guys. Uh, tell me in the comments, uh, is it okay with sounds? Because I can hear some. Echo. I don't know what's going on. That's okay. Okay, uh, do you think only quantity sells eventually? I see a lot of people engaging only with funny pics.
0: In the short term, maybe. Uh, in the long term, you're building relationships for longer term engagements uh, and as well as contracts and, you know, work that you can do with people that you get a chance to build good relationships with. Uh, that being said, a good percentage of my uh, my clients are not actual uh, first level connections to begin with. Uh, they, you know, I build those relationships or they're the referrals for other clients that I then get into. So it is all about building relationships and it's all about, you know, I, I appreciate you and I see this, you know, engaging only with funny pictures. Uh, that might get quote unquote engagement, but I don't think it brings in sales. As a matter of fact, I think it, it, it uh, discounts who you are. Uh, and you are not paying attention to, you know, if, for instance, for me, if I were to start doing just funny pictures and somebody were, were looking at me as a LinkedIn speaker and trainer, they probably would discount me because I'm not being serious about LinkedIn. And I, I you know, that, that's one of my um, pet peeves, if you will, of the memes and the things that come out on LinkedIn just to get engagement. Uh, I understand why they're doing it, but I don't think that it, in the long run, it pays off.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah cool. Thanks for sharing. Uh, okay, uh, tell me about uh, personalization. Your um, email or uh, the message on LinkedIn, for example. Uh, um, I think it's not enough if you write, "Hi, my name uh, Anatoly." You know, it's better to uh, learn more about your uh, recipients before submitting any questions or uh, your message. Uh, how to personalize? Because uh, I saw your template and you mean like you have only uh, this template and uh, personalize with the recipients or uh, you write uh, different messages to for everyone?
0: Well, the best way to describe it is it's not about you, first of all. Meaning that when you send over a connection, don't start with, "Here's I'm Chuck Hester, I do LinkedIn training and do you need some? Um, I'm go- not going to accept that. More importantly is I've noticed you're on LinkedIn and I've noticed your profile. There's a few areas that I'd love to talk to you more about. Uh, let's have that conversation. Or I want to hear more about who you are and what you do because I'm interested in your area of conversation. Uh, and that's that's going to be the bottom line on that. And yes, I personalize every single LinkedIn invitation that I send out. Um, and as a matter of fact, what I did not do with, with normally, what I do with my presentations. If anyone on this, this, uh, this broadcast wants to connect with me directly on LinkedIn, send me a, a LinkedIn invitation, but personalize it with Chuck, your presentation rocked. And I'll be more than happy to answer the, that because I appreciate that comment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Long story short, personalize it and, and get to know the person. And and uh, as I've said in the book that I wrote, changing the value proposition in social media is asking how you can be of service, what you can, what, you know, more about who they are, as opposed to walking up to them and saying, I'm selling insurance. Please buy it from me. You know, I can share my screen and show you a couple of different places. As a matter of fact, let me do that, uh, Anatoly. Let me share another okay. another, another screen real quick um, because I, I saved this. So uh, I'm going to go over here real quick if I can do this correctly. Um, as we said, let me go to the Trump tab. Here's an example, and this is a true example of what was sent. This was sent after I accepted the invitation. Do you mind if we set up a short Zoom or Google Meet call next week? I'd like to get acquainted, learn more about what you do, introduce myself and see if we can find some points to cooperate. If so, what time slots do work for better? That's a fine way to ask those questions. The issue that they run into and the reason I have this set up in a document is because I don't want to call out this person in particular, but that was followed when I did not answer three messages about what his products and services were and and whether or not I was interested in his IT services. Uh, I've since disconnected with that person. So uh, you need to be very careful in regards to that. Uh, And the other part of that, we talked about that earlier in the presentation. If you send me a LinkedIn invite and I accepted it, respond back. I mean, that's the bottom line. I don't know how you are, Anatoly, but... um, you you take a look at this and, and uh, you get an invitation you accept it and you never hear back from the person I don't know how often that happens to you but me on a regular basis that that's occurring so uh, this is about engagement and and dialogue it's not about oh I just got another connection that's great you know if you want to do that if you want to if you want to watch my content follow me uh, if you want to want to have a dialogue with me and potentially work with me uh, one way or the other send me a LinkedIn invitation that's the difference. Yeah.
1: good good. okay uh can you share more about um uh, profile uh i can tell uh, something about uh uh, filling information in profiles because uh i uh listen to uh an audio podcast and one guy uh, uh he uh has experience about uh submitting only profiles linkedin profiles he doesn't provide any other services and he's uh help uh help to submit profile for Tony Robinson, you know, and he uh, uh, today he has a six figure business uh, just helping with submitting profiles. And, you know, uh, after uh, uh, listening to him, uh, I got it. No way I need to uh, rewrite everything. And I did it. Uh, For example, I uh, took away my um, brief and uh, submitted how I can help others, why it's uh, how I can make your life better you know uh, and mm-hmm. I uh, took away uh, that I'm expert in digital marketing <laughs> because uh, it's better uh, you know to uh, submit information that you are a marketer. yeah, but don't try to uh, to show that you are great or something similar. Can you give more uh, advice how to create such profile that will
0: sell your products? Sure, a couple of things because you, you you touched on a couple of points. The first one, uh, I like to s- describe, uh, you know, if, and, and there are great trainers out there in addition to me, no doubt about it. I'm not the only one. Uh, there are great people who only do profiles, and I understand that. Uh, my issue I run into with that is, you know, it's, it's like a, a field of dreams situation. Anti-field of dreams is what I call it, meaning that you build a profile that's great. They may come, but they don't necessarily come unless you're out there with content and engagement. So that's one thing. The other aspect of that is, and, and you, you've touched on it uh, very well, it's basically that, um, yes, you can save information about who you are, what you do, keywords that are in there. But the best way to describe it is save that for the conversation that you're going to have with somebody who connects with you. So, uh, you, can, you can get deeper into who you are, what you do, you know, what your services are, how they could refer you, how they potentially could use your services within other dialogue, whether it be messages back and forth on LinkedIn, or whether it be, you know, with a 15-20 minute phone call. So that's that's what it looked like.
1: Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, we have the question from Leona. Uh do you think it's the best to use a scheduling tool for setting up meetings, for example, Calendly
0: I went kicking and screaming into Calendly, quite frankly, and then I realized that the back and forth that you spend on, you know, we connect, Anatoly, and we say, okay, what time are you available, and what time are you available? Um, I, you know, some people say Calendly is impersonal. Uh, I say it's a, pr- a productivity tool, quite frankly, um, and that, you know, I, I use it significantly, and I also use it in such a way because there's some people who say, well, I want to talk at 6 o'clock at night. And I'm like, no, it's not on my calendar. I won't do it. I actually block off time for productivity for myself. I have a, a major client I'm working with right now that's taking up a good percentage of my time. Uh, so I'm blocked off in certain places. But no, I, I believe in Calendly. I actually pay for it, uh, which is one of the few few tools I do pay for. Um, but it's it's worth the $10 a month that I pay for, allowing me to not only you know schedule the one-on-one meetings, but also schedule my podcast interviews, and the like. So yes, I use it. And if you are in sales, I would say Calendly is something that that works. I think most people these days understand the need for it. If they get offended by it, um, you know, I, I'm sorry for that. But uh, it's a productivity tool for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, it's super popular. You know, um, if I reach out to people, uh, I often get this uh, link uh, with uh, Calendly, and yep. uh, I, right now uh, my developers. Um, are creating another tool, uh, but for, um, we want to connect with our CRM because we have Bitrix and uh, if you are working with Bitrix, it's tough to connect with a uh, calendar and yeah, <laughs> it, but by the way, it's g- great too, because you can uh, uh, unite with your Google Calendar, Apple Calendar and yeah, to get uh, and to accept uh, meetings or not, yeah, it saves mm-hmm. time. Yeah, okay. absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, you uh, told me that um, for everyone (laughs) that you use LinkedIn groups, Um, for example, I took part in some LinkedIn groups, I even have my group uh, with uh, uh, 3000 Members and uh, uh, when I uh, jump with LinkedIn groups, uh, they are more related with g- digital marketing. I share my post to get more engagement. You know, yeah, it helps and provides uh, good results. Just uh, write some a few sentences and uh, provide uh, and uh, share the link with your post, and you you can get this engagement. But you told me that you use uh, for finding customers. Right. You mean like uh, you check out their posts and uh, if you see that y- you can help them uh, you uh, then you connect with them or uh, uh, share more insights about this.
0: yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's one of the best commonalities if you will within LinkedIn. I'm a member of the content marketing world group, you're a member of the content marketing group, let's let's connect is an easy way to do that. On LinkedIn, mm-hmm. on your profile, you go down to the bottom of the page and you look at interests and you click on all and you can see the groups that are there. And then in the process of you can find out whether or not they're a member of a particular group. Now I use this as the first step in the process, meaning that I will use it to engage with them, let them see that I'm, I'm seeing their content and then requesting and LinkedIn invitation request goes out, uh, that starts the conversation. Meaning, so when I'm saying I find customers that way, it's the first step in that process, but it's a good step in the process to be able to do it that way.
1: You mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> have yeah. a question from Valentina Churescu. Do you post content first on your personal page and then share to your business page or vice versa?
0: It depends on how big your organization is. As an entrepreneur with several colleagues, uh, I, I post on my LinkedIn page first and then I post on my business page. Berardi Law, which I, I showed to you as an example, had eight associates along with the managing partner there. Uh, they would post directly on the company page first and then have their associates share that information. Uh, out to, uh, you know, folks that that on their personal profiles. Uh, So that, uh, again, the the bottom line rule of thumb is depends on how big your organization is. If it's a smaller organization, one or two to five people, then you probably are going to share first on your personal page. I, I work with a lot of coaches and speakers and consultants, and I always tell them, you know, your clients are buying you. So you need to be as personal as possible. So I would suggest posting directly on your LinkedIn page 1st Oh, sorry, your LinkedIn profile first.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah, you know, uh, for example, uh, I can uh, repost the content. Uh, if I post one time on my page, I can uh, copy all the text and post uh, in company page, in my group. And uh, I don't do it. Uh, uh, in one time, just uh, for example, if I post uh, in the morning, I can repost uh, totally the same content uh, in the evening next day you know uh, and even if you get a lot of engagement from some posts you can repost one more time uh, after a week after two weeks that's okay because it's not google uh, it's mm-hmm. not search system it's social media and that means if you get engagement fro- from some posts why not just submit in different types you can cover uh, other audience that's okay you know and uh, on linkedin i often see when some influencers repost totally the same content uh, for example uh, Uh, Bridget Heisen, um, she reached uh, reached out to me, you know, yeah, uh, I was surprised when she uh, asked me, uh, please provide some advice about uh, LinkedIn uh, engagement because she uh, saw my post uh, when I wrote that... um, uh linkedin changed algorithms and uh, many influencers lost a lot of engagement and when I saw wow bridget hyson wrote me no way why why and she asked me about linkedin engagement yeah uh, i think she found my post um, uh, in her feed and yeah asked me about this engagement and uh, you know uh, in my opinion uh it's better to uh, you know, uh, to test a lot, because uh, even if you have some engagement, LinkedIn uh, cares about new audience and uh, to keep them longer. That's why yeah. they can change the algorithms. That's OK, you know, because you can't impact to the process, but you can uh, uh, test a lot. And uh, yeah, uh, today we can see that Bridget Heisen uh, jumped with YouTube. Uh, she told me because of uh losing some attention on linkedin by the yep. way she has, yeah she has a lot of engagement as well today but it's not the same view with the previous period um, well yeah. and, you, and
0: your your points well taken in regards to you know linkedin has a tendency to have content last longer um i'm finding that posts that i wrote a week ago all of a sudden start getting engagement um so you know it, it seems there's there seems to be that weak lag occasionally. On my status updates, that all of a sudden, you know, I start getting spikes on on what's going on. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. And um, if you want to post on LinkedIn, um, you know, uh, for example, uh, I often do it, and I like more uh, tips from uh, Harivim. And uh, you know, uh, be consistent. Uh, can you? Tell me more about consistency and for our audience because I am super consistent. Uh, I post mm-hmm. a lot and uh, when uh, I uh, read some tips that you you need to uh, post uh, one, two, three times a week, not more because you can uh, get disengagement. No way, guys. <laughs> it, it's not true. You can post every day, uh, each hour. If I have more time, I post more, but uh, yeah, it's a lack of time. Can you tell me more about consistency on LinkedIn?
0: Yeah, consistency is, as you mentioned, I mean, most most of my consulting recommendations are three times a week, uh, and at certain times. Uh, one of my favorite times, as a side note, by the way, is Sunday afternoons in the U.S., uh, because people are getting ready for work. Uh, where you, you avoid most of the time is uh mondays and fridays i have a tendency to stay away so i'm a tuesday wednesday thursday guy i'm a daily guy mainly because i promote my podcast and also and by the way the other consistency aspect of it is 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 pick three hashtags and stick with them linkedin is paying attention to hashtags these days my post this morning was my hashtag li tip if you were to go to linkedin search and, and type in hashtag li tip uh you will find probably i don't know golly 100 plus posts that I've done over the years on on LinkedIn tips. I am a consistent person and I talk about marketing communications, paying it forward and LinkedIn, which is also what it's about my podcast. So uh, I'm consistent in my content. People know what they're going to see. Um, I'm sure you're the same way. And it's I have more followers than I do connections. Uh, and, and people are following my content. I'm not a Bridget. There's no doubt about that. However, uh, you know, I do have folks who are paying attention to my content because I'm consistent. And you you start to, lack of a better way to put this, you get your audience used to the type of content that you're going to post, and then they come back and look for that content. So they're consistent on that. Uh, even to go in a slightly deeper on a content marketing calendar, for instance, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, those, those three days should be themed Meaning that you know, Tuesdays is always about LinkedIn tips. Wednesdays is about paying it forward, or the podcast, and Thursdays is about marketing communications. If pe- people then start looking for those posts on those days, and and that's a way to uh, bad term maybe but train the audience or get them to be used to the type of content that you're going to post and when you're going to post it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. yeah. Um, um, uh, tell me more about. Um Uh, ideas for posting. You know, uh, when I um, uh, usually share these tips uh, for my clients, you need to post a lot to provide some um, information about your products company, but with sharing value as maximum as possible, don't try to oversell. It's better to uh, to share information, how your products can um, decide their problems, uh, make uh, their lives much better. And Mm -hmm. uh, they told me, how to find these ideas? Uh, for example, uh, I don't know, when I started to post um, and uh, I've learned from Gary V that it's better to post a lot. And uh, it's hard in the uh, first page, you know, to post all. How I can post a lot if I have a lack of time? Uh, can you share your uh, ways to find ideas what to post uh, on LinkedIn?
0: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll shout out Money Clark, is a good friend of mine and also a LinkedIn trainer, uh, who who basically said get a piece of paper, write down your three areas of expertise and then start writing everything you know about those areas. And if you don't fill up several pages, then you're not an expert in that area, number one. But what that does is that allows you to look at, you know, content information that you could start sharing. Same thing if you have a client, if you're doing content for clients, and, and look at their expertise in their areas, even to down, down to the executive level. What is that? Is there a subject matter expert within the organization circle executive? What does he know? I mean, that, that I do uh, what I call informational interviews with folks like that and say, okay, talk to me about who you are, what you do, you know, your subject areas. But, you know, it's the old fashioned, get a piece of paper and a pen and start writing, uh, be able to do that. I will be frank with you. I have in my, in, you know, I know what I know about what I'm going to write about. Um, I'm, I'm what I call a stream of consciousness writer, meaning that I usually say, OK, I've got this subject like this morning. It was, was basically because I was getting ready for this podcast and talking about, you know, how the profile is. A, all I had was the profile is a foundation for everything you do on LinkedIn. That was the start of my status update. I then went into exactly what I knew what was going on. I could have easily done that on a piece of paper and then then transferred it. I just have a tendency to write directly, but that's just me, I'm an unusual writer in that way. Um, And and so anyway, long story short, write down what you know and the areas that you know, and then write everything you know about them. and, And you should probably have a good couple of months worth of content to be able to post.
1: Yeah, hey, cool. Okay, uh, chat, uh, please tell uh, to our audience where uh, they can find you. <laughs> I probably know <laughs> one platform and yeah, the best way yeah. how to personalize message if they yeah. want to uh, order your service. And uh, yeah, tell more about your service, uh, how you can help others to grow their businesses on LinkedIn. Sure.
0: Uh, I'll start with that. Um, I'm a executive one-on-one trainer. I also work with corporates uh, and uh, nonprofits and other associations. How to use LinkedIn for, and I fill in the blanks based on what you want to accomplish. So if you're a business development person, you know we'll work on that. If you're a executive that wants to be a subject matter expert, we'll work on that. If you want to learn how to do better content, we'll work on that. My one-on-one sessions are two one-hour sessions, and it's, it is customized to what you're trying to accomplish. So that's the best way to describe it. I'm also a marketing communications consultant, meaning that I, I'm basically a virtual CMO. So I come in and, you know, I'm called a MacGyver of Marcom. So I will parachute in and work on anything that you need help with. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll make sense out of this, especially in, the, in this era that we live in with, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. I'm a virtual CMO in that regard. How you connect with me, it's uh, 15 plus years of personal branding. I'm Chuck Hester everywhere on the web. Uh, on LinkedIn, you can find me directly. Uh, click on the uh, you know inv- invitation, and like I said earlier, just say Chuck, your invitation rocked. I'm sorry, your your uh, presentation rocked, and uh, I will be more than happy to accept that. But seriously, I'd be more than happy. All you need to do, even if you just say, "Hey, I saw you on LinkedIn for Business 2021 with Anatoly," that's plenty. That 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 will let me know that you were on this this particular broadcast and you were listening. To it.
1: Okay, sure, yeah, sure. Um, uh, okay, guys, uh, thanks for taking part or our live stream. Uh, you can find all links uh, to Chuck Hester uh, in the description below. Yep, just click them, uh, connect with him, uh, order his services. And in the next uh, webinar, we will have uh, quite different <laughs> guest about TikTok. It's interesting, you know, our guest uh, has over uh, 200. Uh, uh, over 2 million users, uh, followers on TikTok. Yep, <laughs> it's insane. And yeah, we are going to learn more about uh, TikTok, how we can uh, jump with this platform as well. And thanks a lot, Chuck, for uh, taking part or our webinars, for sharing value. Yeah, it's a pleasure uh, to speak with you. And yeah, hope to see you again.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, Anatoly. Thank you for having me.